0: you want more? More money? More love? More energy? If so, then you're definitely in the right place, and I want to let you know that you're not alone. Each week, I'll be bringing you a special guest who will share with you their journey to success, where you'll learn beneficial skills, tactics, and life lessons to take with you along your own path. But the most important lesson you'll learn is that there's only really one person that you'll ever be chasing, and that person is you. My name is Matt Patruso and I want to welcome you to the Chasing You Podcast. Uh, why don't we have a nice round of applause for Matt Patruso? I'd like to present you with this outline. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate that, Joel. Uh, like you said, you know these are things that I do, right? I'm a real estate investor, insurance agency owner, stock market investor, entrepreneur, speaker—all these things. But these are just things I do, and they're not who I am. Who I am is somebody that wants to live a healthy, happy, wealthy life, right? Like you guys want to, right? I want more than just these labels. These are just things that I do that help me grow and help me be a better person. But I think you're here tonight because you want the same thing. You're listening here because that's what you want. But a lot of people that are not here out in the the real world, right? they're out there trying to label you so they can judge themselves against where you're at so they can put you in a pigeonhole. And, And the problem with that is that sometimes we start to believe those labels that people put on us. And that's what actually holds us back from trying new things, having an open mind, and actually succeeding in any area of our life. So what I'm going to talk about tonight is actually the formula to get over all those humps and how to succeed in whatever you want to succeed in. You know, And I think we all want to succeed in the wealth aspect because money is a tool, and it is a good tool. But it's just a tool. And the reason why I went on this journey is actually because of that. Um, growing up, I grew up uh, not in a wealthy family. There was five of us growing up in about a thousand square foot house, and uh, not that my parents were you know, bad people, but they just didn't know any better, right? This was the the formula that they were taught from the school system of, you know, go get a job and, you know, pay your bills and that's it. But you know, uh, my father started to be a little unhappy and he started to drink a little bit and he thought you know he thought the unhappiness was because they didn't have any money. Right? And that's what a lot of people think. They think, If I'm unhappy it's because of this one thing. It's the money. And if I make more money, I'll be happy. Well, he started making more money. He worked very hard. He became a good insurance agent and started making more money. But what happened was is all money does is it magnifies who you are. And he actually became a worse alcoholic it became more aggressive and all these things started to compact and I wanted to figure out well if money is not the the problem then what is the problem how do I live a good life how do I improve every area because I want to magnify every area of my life to be the best it can possibly be and I think that's what you guys want to do too and selfishly that's what I'm talking to you guys because I don't want a bunch of rich pricks that are just making a lot of money but still have no courtesy, no respect, no drive to be better people. So that's what I'm here to talk about, is the more the mentality of it, because the money is just a byproduct of who you are, and who you are becomes what you are worth, right? And you can measure that by net worth, or you can measure that by who you are as a person and how you help grow as a human being. But one of the statistics that I did find out when I first started getting into uh, insurance was the money thing because money is very important you know and i don't want to be a hypocrite and tell you that money's not important but it's just a piece and one of the statistics was basically between 25 and 65 years old they, they tested about 100 people and they found out one person out of those 100 people becomes wealthy with a, a abundance of over five million dollars in net worth and four out of those 100 people have over a net worth of a million dollars and become financially free but the 95 percent. That don't end up working the rest of their life, living either dead or dead broke, and that was a very scary statistic for me. Especially when I got into the insurance business, uh, I started realizing that because the insurance business that I, I deal with is specifically with senior citizens, and what happened was, it was true, you know. And I wanted to figure out, well, what was the the underlying truth, right? That the people that were happy, that were successful. What was the thing that they all had in common, and that's that's why I went on this journey because I, I wanted to make money because I didn't want to end up you know poor and broke and not have any fun or have any family or anybody love me, you know <laughs> right <laughs> so I wanted money, but I didn't want to just have money and be alone so I went down this path and I've spent literally over six figures on uh, education on myself, uh, coaches, mentors uh, masterminds, all this type of stuff. And I, and also, I've met with thousands of clients that are age 65 and older, and I've picked, and i found out, and I've picked brains, and I've saw what were the things that made this person successful in that area of life, or that area of life, and then I combined them together, and what I found out was there's one universal truth, because I wanted to figure out, because I'm lazy. You know, I feel like you find somebody that's lazy, they'll figure out a way to do it easier, right? So I was like, all right, what's the What's the one thing that I, I know that everybody has that's gonna make me successful in every area? That I can kind of put a formula together, and what I found out was it was energy, right? And energy is what we we all have, and it's like our fuel of human beings, right? So the more energy you have, the positive energy you have, the more byproduct of the things that you want you get, right? So I actually created a formula to talk about the, the universal truths of energy, right? So the reason why I created this, this kind of guideline and this formula for me, being lazy, I wanted to know that if something wrong in my life was ever happening, I wanted to pick out a piece and be like, okay, that's why things are off a little bit right now, because this area is off. And I call them the four C's of, of energy. So you need confidence, you need cash flow, you need community, and you need creativity. So those are the four things that you need to be successful in every area. Like I said, these are universal truths. So we're gonna talk specifically about each area because um, if you're here for real estate, you're kind of a math guy, you like numbers, you, you wanna know how to actually put things in place. And I love math, and I love formulas. So first thing, uh, what we're gonna talk, talk about before, before we get into the details, is what we're actually gonna go over tonight so you have a, a gauge of what you're going to get from tonight. Okay, So tonight, you're going to be able to take complete control of your life. That's the main thing. And avoid any pain of regret, because I promise you, when you meet with people that are 65 and older, the one thing that they all agree on is they wish they would have done more things that they were afraid of doing. Right, And that's the regret of knowing that they could have done more than what they've achieved. So I don't want you to leave that way, so I want you to have the confidence to know that thing. Uh, and effortless, effortlessly create wealth and prosperity in every area of your life, okay? But also have a systemized way to do it because and being a problem solver is just a different perspective. Being, being a problem solver in every area of life is going to give you the control back in every area, okay? Because when you see things as a problem that need to be solved by you, you now become the person that's able to take that problem and turn it into a solution, and that gives you your power back, okay? So the first thing that we want to talk about is confidence. So like I said a little bit, uh, I, I do have an insurance agency, but I didn't grow up like, you know, great salesman or anything like that. Didn't know anything about insurance, but luckily I got fired at age 21, and I had to go out and work for myself, and it was very scary, and I had no confidence. And when I first started, uh, my business, you have to go out and knock on doors and, and make sales. And it was very scary. And I remember one time when I was 21 years old, and this was probably six months in, I was terrible. Uh, any of you guys ever been to Spartansburg? You know, that's it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Spartansburg, if you've ever been out there, it's kind of Amish County, right? So, I was working out there, and I remember this. I went up to a, uh, you know, a couple houses that morning, and I was getting nowhere. And then I went, and I, I went and got some lunch. And I remember sitting down next to an Amish guy, uh, and I started talking to him a little bit. And I go, I was out of it, but I was like, you know what? I'm like, your, your horse always seemed so confident driving down the road. I'm like, that seems a little sketchy to me, because you know the horse could just cut in front of a car and then take you out, right? And if the horse hears something, normally, if you, know, you see a horse and they get scared, they move around, right? So I was like, how did you get the horse to be so confident running down the road? And he told me a story about what they actually do for the horses uh, when they're born. Because horses do have an innate fear of loud noises, just like human beings. So when they're first born, they actually tie them up with a string near the road so they hear the cars on a constant basis, so they become aware and no longer are afraid of those, those noises because just like humans, we have a lot of baggage per se over the thousands of years of our evolution that may have kept us safe. Like that's why public speaking is the number one, you know, fear for most people. Because back in the day, if your group didn't like you, they could kill you, right? <laughs> so hopefully you, you know what I mean. And and you died, right? So hopefully you guys don't kill me tonight. But uh, but that's that's. That's an old uh, standard of what our minds are trying to do to keep us safe. And as long as you're aware of that, you can understand that, well, the great thing about humans versus animals, we don't actually have to be tied up outside to get over a fear. There are ways to do that. You can do things on a repeated basis, and the fear does disseminate. But you can also meditate on it, and you can actually think about it, and it's just like doing it in real life. And continuously doing that it will eliminate the fear. Because confidence comes from two things. And there's a formula for it, and it comes from the lack of fear times competence. So the more competence you get, and the more lack of fear you have, that builds your confidence. And this is something, like I said, these are universal truths, because this will benefit you not only just in real estate investing, if you're afraid of a property, but now you need to, okay, hey, is this fear something that's real? Or is it something that it's just make believe. And then you can actually get more competence from taking more action. And I actually, like I said, I, I, every one of these has a little formula that I create for myself, because I'm like, okay, if I'm feeling a little lack in confidence in this thing, what is it from? Is it from the fact that I'm afraid of something? Or is it from the lack of competence that I have in something? So what I do is I actually ask myself a couple questions. I say, is this fear helping or hurting your life. Because if it's helping, okay, maybe we'll keep that fear in place like oh maybe I shouldn't uh, go jump off a bridge. Okay, that's pretty scary. So that's probably helping me from, you know, killing myself. But is it hurting my life by saying, you know, hey, am I going to talk in front of these people tonight? Am I going to die? No, but will I grow? Will I improve? Maybe will I learn something about myself that may help me. Okay. So that's something that I can I can change. I can actually ask that question of myself. And then how can you get more skills, more knowledge, more training, etc. These are the things that help my competence. So instead of saying hey this is a problem that can't be solved, I ask myself this, no, how can I get more skills? How can I get more knowledge? How can I get more training? And I look for those things so it's the perspective of I'm actually seeking to eliminate that fear and gain my confidence back. And that's what you all can do whenever you have one area of your life that's lacking in confidence. Because like I said, it's like having a house that has a leaky ceiling, but you don't know where the leak is coming from. If you try and repair it, you don't know where it's, where it's at. So how do, you, how do you fix the ceiling? So this is why I created this formula, because if something's lacking in my life, I say, is it my confidence? Okay, no. Uh, is it my cash flow? Okay, no, okay. Is it my community? No, okay. Then I start to piece it together. But that's, that's where we're going. So the second most important thing, it's cash flow so you guys are here talking about real estate well cash flow is great i love cash flow and it's the thing that makes the world go round. because that's how we trade our services that's how we trade for food we no longer uh, unfortunately trade goats and things like that so money's the best next thing right so i didn't always know this because this is not what they teach you in school they don't teach you about cash flow they don't even teach you how to do proper accounting, truthfully. They teach you maybe algebra, uh, but they don't teach you how to actually manage your money. Um, And this is something that I actually had a very big issue with when I was growing up, because like I said, I didn't grow up in a great family environment, so money to me uh, always meant control, so I saved every penny that I had. I was, uh, and, and people say saving's terrible, you know, there's way better ways to put your money. It's not the worst thing, but it's not the optimal thing either, right? So yes, saving money is okay, but we wanna to get to cash flow, which is the optimal way to live your life, right? So I didn't know this though. So I just saved and I hoarded and I hoarded and I hoarded. And uh, for me, it was, it was good. Like I remember going to uh, college and I would buy the, the lowest uh, like food plan. you get like five meals a week at the cafeteria. And I would go there with Tupperware containers in the morning and I would just fill it up. So I would have meals for all week because that was how cheap I was, right? I thought that's what you were supposed to do because I I never wanted to be out of control because I always saved money because I I remember one time I wanted to go to Cedar Point and some of my friends didn't have money and I did I was like yes I'm in control right and that was the power I wanted the power I wanted the control that's all cash that's all saving money was but when I turned 21 and I got out of college I read a a book called rich dad poor dad I'm sure a majority of you have read that book but in that book there was one thing that really stood out to me and it was That Robert Kiyosaki, the author of the book, always talked about how he always wanted a Porsche. And he he talked about this Porsche and he goes, You know, I started making some money, and, you know, a poor man, once they start making money, they go out and buy that Porsche and they pay cash for that Porsche, right? And then all of a sudden, that money's gone, and now you have a depreciating liability, right? Uh, Well, that stuck with me because he said instead of going and buying that car, what he did is he went and bought a rental property. And that rental property appreciated in value and it cash flowed and he financed that porsche and it paid the porsche for him so not only did he have an appreciating asset but that asset was paying for his thing that he wanted so there's no nothing wrong with liabilities or expenses that's what life's okay it's okay you have those things but to to understand that to have an asset that pays for the liabilities is what creates cash flow and that stuck with me and Luckily, I, I followed that since I was 21 years old and when I, you know, my insurance agency started doing well and I was started making money and I remember I, I never really wanted a car per se, but I always wanted to live in Florida. I always wanted to have a, you know, a house or a condo in Florida. And I remember, you know, this, this formula, I kept doing it. Every time I wanted something, I'd, I'd buy something and that would pay for my liability. So I wanted a, a house in Florida and I had enough money. I could have went and bought that house in Florida, but I didn't do that. I went and I bought a triplex. And that triplex got rented out, and that triplex pays for my mortgage down in Florida, and I have a condo in West Palm Beach, and that's a big accomplishment for me, because I didn't know this stuff. I didn't know this when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, but this is how you create cash flow because expenses are fine. You know, I mean, everybody talks about, you know, trying to save your expenses, you know, lower your expenses. I I personally want to increase my income to offset those expenses and that's exactly what cash flow is. Cash flow is purely just income or assets are greater than your expenses or liabilities equals cash flow and if you have that mindset, this is the mindset that you have to have for every single transaction that you do because you can keep making more money, right? Money is okay to make but the most precious asset for me is my time, right? So I wanted my time back so instead of trying to reduce my expenses, I try to increase my income without having to increase my time spent on those things. So as long as you have that mindset, you can always ask the right questions, and that's the same thing. So I ask the questions, Are you know, if you want an expense, like if you want a, a Corvette, you want a Ferrari, whatever it may be, well, what asset will you acquire to offset your expense, right? And when you're first starting out, it's okay to save money until you get to the point, but like me and Joel were talking about, you need to have cash flow from the beginning. He said, he talked to a couple people and he said, you know, hey, we're looking at a property and it's it's only cash flowing a negative $50 a month right now, so it's a pretty good deal. And he said, well, how many can you buy at negative 50 a month? Not too many, right? So you want to buy every single property automatically cash flowing because that is the asset that will pay for any expenses. And first thing I did was I, I bought a duplex and I made sure that cash flow from that First, pill, you know, first apartment paid for all the expenses that i had on the second floor when i was living there right so it, you have to understand how can you increase your freedom while increasing your income so these are questions that you have to continuously ask yourself but that's that's the second pillar so now that we have a good foundation so the foundation is obviously your confidence and your understanding that cash flow is is how that creates freedom in your life what are the other things that give you more energy because You know, you can have great cash flow, you can have great confidence, but if you lack the next two things, your life's not gonna be that great, right? So the next thing is community. And community is so important because, just like you know, if you talk to somebody that's just not on the same mindset as you, and after five minutes talking with them, your energy is just depleted. Because we are energy, that's all we are, right? When I talk with Miguel, my energy is fire, right? We're motivated, we're ready to do things. But if I talk to somebody that's, you know, just unhappy with their life every day, miserable, and just has a negative outlook on everything, they immediately suck the energy from me, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm sure you feel the same way because that's why you're here. You wanna surround yourself with like-minded people that boost your energy up. And that's exactly what community will do. But my situation, for instance, me growing (coughs) up, I didn't really have the community that kind of followed me in in that same mindset but when i first started insurance uh luckily my dad sobered up and i started working for him and insurance was so difficult if i was by myself trying to do it and i didn't have somebody that i really respected having to keep me accountable for what i produced i would have quit it's very easy to give up on yourself like the things that we say to ourselves are things that we would never say to other people, right? Like the talk, the self-doubt, the, se- the self-sabotage that we say to ourselves constantly. We would never say to our, our best friend, but we say it to ourselves on a regular basis. So having somebody that you look up to, having a community that knows that they're gonna keep you accountable for what you say is so important. And that's why the formula for community is actually accountability plus vulnerability, because I had to be vulnerable. You know, if I couldn't tell my dad, hey, I suck, you know, I'm scared I'm never going to be good at this. And I couldn't tell them that. I couldn't get better because, I, you know, I'm sitting in my own shell thinking, hey, everything's going to be okay. I can just bust and I keep busting it. But it wouldn't work that way. I had to be vulnerable. I had to tell them, like, hey, you know what? This is scary. How can I get better? And how can you keep me accountable for what I promise you I'm going to do? And that's where the community actually fits in. And the the way I say this is not doesn't everything, like I said, everything is not black and white in life. And this is not necessarily specifically for just making money. This is about, you know, relationships. This is about, uh, the community for keeping healthy, keeping fit, keeping, you know, uh, a good relationship with your family, all these things tie back into this. So the questions that you have to ask are, do the people that you surround yourself with keep you accountable for what you want to achieve or do they, do they give you the out to give excuses to them? Because I don't want people to give, allow me to give them excuses. Because I know excuses are trash, right? And if my friends allow me to give me an ex, give them an excuse, they're enabling me, right? So I want Miguel to be like, you know what, Matt, you can do better than that. You you told me you were gonna do this. Let's do it, right? Like if I said, hey, you know I was a little busy, you know, like ah, you know, you all want, you want a couple friends. Like I have some friends that when I go to their house. Like, I'm nervous taking my, you know, shoes off and walking around because their house is so clean. But like, you want people like that because it's like, it pushes you to be like, oh, you know what? I can do better. You know what? I can do a little bit better. And and that's what the people that you want to surround yourself with. So that's part of the community. But you have to ask yourself this is, is and, and sometimes you have to have tough, tough conversations with those people because maybe they're, they think that you're going to, be mad at them for giving, uh, not letting them give you excuses, right? But if you have a conversation with them, be like, listen, I'm gonna try and give you excuses, but I don't want you to accept them. That's the conversation you wanna have, because if you don't have that conversation, they might just let you get away with it, right? So that's a conversation you wanna have, but also, are you able to speak openly about your dreams and desires without being ridiculed? Because there's a lot of people out there, right? Not in here, people in here, we want to do better for each other. We want you to succeed. Like, I want to see every one of you succeed. That's why I'm talking to you, because I'm, I'm trying to give you my secrets, right? But uh, but people out there, if they hear that, you know, you're not taking the safe, secure route of working a nine to five and, you know, you have bills to pay and you want to try this real estate thing or, or you want to try any endeavor that is a little bit different than the norm or go outside of what their security is, they might ridicule you. and. It's tough to say that you, know, you can just eliminate those people from your life, because it's tough. You can't really just eliminate everybody from your life. But what you have to do is bring more people in to offset the people that are bringing your energy down and spend more time with those people. So like every time I talk with Steve, Steve's on the right mindset. Like, man, he, bu- he fires me up. You know what I mean? When I watch Steve's videos, you know what I mean? Like, he does, because that gives me energy and and that's the community that you need. You need people. It's like your Instagram feed is literally like an energy feed. Mm-hmm. So if it's if there's anything in there that's bringing your energy down, you got to delete it. And you got to fill it with positive influences right. and positive things that motivate you. So don't, you know, like I don't, my girlfriend looks at all these like fitness people and I'm like she like you look great, you know, like but you don't have like a 12 pack, right? So but you may, you, now you're looking at this person and they make you feel bad. So don't look at them, right? Because you're literally sucking energy from you from somebody that you don't even know. But, don't let, but that's giving the power to somebody else. So take that power back, take that power back and you have to clean that hard drive, right? So create the community that you want to succeed with and the community that's gonna push you to be better, okay? And the last thing is creativity. Because everything we have right now, we have our shoes, we have our phone, we have our watches, we have everything because somebody thought it and we created it. Over the last you know, millennia, we've literally, that's what we've done. We've evolved, we've created. So it's in our DNA to create. And only the last 150 years or so since the industrial revolution has come to a point where most of us no longer create. We're just stuck in this nine to five job and that's why the depression is so high because it's taken away the most important spiritual thing that we need as human beings is to create. And real estate is the greatest thing because you can actually create something and physically see something built and grow from your vision, right? Like that's why I love real estate, right? Real estate is great because I can buy a property and I can visually change the appearance of it and see it that I've created a, a nice home for people to live in, right? But creativity is more than just you know like drawing paintings and things like that you know that's a portion of it but the creativity comes from more of a spiritual level and i think it's truthfully it's growth and contribution growth and contribution is creativity because we're constantly growing we're constantly evolving but if you you're stagnant that's when this could be a piece of that that puzzle that you know hey something's a little out you know out of whack in, in my life is it because I'm lacking some growth right now? Am I, am I am I staying comfortable? Am I not contributing back to what I think I should be doing? Like this tonight. I mean, even though hopefully you guys gain a little bit from it, for me it's like you know what? This is stuff that I constantly think about on a regular basis of how can I how can I fill these gaps in my life to make sure that I'm living a full fulfilled life and my energy is high and full at all times because I want to succeed in every area of life and I want the people around me to rise up with my energy like I I don't want to suck people's energy I want people's energy to be filled up because I know when I talk with Miguel and you know we're, we're kicking it back and forth like well if his energy is down it's because my energy is down and if I, his energy is down I need to bring him up you know so that's the way that you want to be you want to be the person that comes into the room and, and lifts everybody up and that comes from constantly having this this understanding of like oh okay this is my body trying to make things easier and make things comfortable, but that's not the way that we're meant to be. That's the like dichotomy of life, right? Like there's there's literally a duality in everything and understanding that the growth is just a human evolution trait that we're gonna constantly have to do, but the contribution is more spiritual. Like when you start giving back to something bigger than yourself, that allows the creativity to flourish and actually succeed beyond what you be able to do yourself. Like I said, I wouldn't have been able to keep going knocking on doors if I didn't think that I was I was truly helping other people and I had to change my mindset of like, you know what, this is me contributing. You know, this is me building these houses and giving a, a proper place for people to live versus like, hey, I'm just continuously growing for myself. Because if you do that, it'll get you to a certain point, but it's gonna it's gonna lack, like I said, in that area of, of total fulfillment. But other than that, this is, a formula that i i literally pick apart and like i said energy uh is, is most important thing but the, the questions that you can ask about creativity are you know what are you doing that's helping you grow right now so anything like it, it doesn't have to be some magical major thing like hey i'm building this 10 million dollar you know building that's no, like hey you know what i just bought my first property for fifty thousand dollars. whatever it is like okay that's cool or you know what i i'm i'm, I'm reading this book right now and i'm growing as a human being It can be as simple as that. But being able to understand that that's creativity, that's expanding your growth, and that's expanding who you can become and how you can contribute back. And then if you ever get caught in a rut of like, you know what, I can't keep growing because sometimes it's tough when you're just constantly putting more information in. It's like, well, how will this affect and benefit the other people that I truly care about? Like, is my, my daughter gonna benefit from me being a better father? You know, is my family going to benefit from me having more money and them not having to worry about uh, their bills or whatever it may be? Like, who else is going to benefit from the time and the effort that you're spending on the growth of yourself? And that's when you can really skyrocket because human beings, for some unknown reason, when they start doing things for other people that they truly care about, there's no limits to what you're actually capable of doing. And when you have that fire, it will it'll bring you to wherever you want to go. But that's, like I said, the model of energy so energy is important and energy is everything because a lot of people will live in this lack of confidence this lack of cash flow this lack of community and this lack of creativity and that's where they end up always in a state of negativity we want to live over here that's constantly green and filled up so look at this model and gauge it every day in your life you know and you don't have like I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a battle to constantly fill those, those energies up. But when you know that, hey, everything is good right right now, like when, when, my, when my buckets are full of energy, I'm unstoppable. You know what I mean? Like I don't care about anything other than the fact that I'm growing. I'm, be, I'm with the people that I want to grow with and who I want to spend my time with. And I'm helping, you know, everyone around me because my energy is filled. But I know when I feel like I'm in that red and it doesn't feel good. So this is just a gauge, like I said, like building a house. It allows you to understand where you may be lacking, where areas might need worked on, and it allows you to say, you know what, this is just a formula of my life that I have control over. But it it gives you back the control to take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way because this is a tool that you can use for every area because it is the universal truth of every area. Any questions about the good life.
1: <laughs> I have a question on the community. Yeah, man. Um, I wrote it down. All right. What do you? You know, how do you handle when you have somebody, who on a regular basis, says they want to better themselves, mm-hmm. but never take the action to change? So, kind of like playing the mentor role of somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have to be real estate. Doesn't yeah. have to be finances. It's just like. For instance, he wanted to come to this event tonight. Mm. And I felt by like me picking him up and bringing him here was enabling, like you said, enabling mm. more of like everybody else basically doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, he's not here. So I'm kind of like, mm. I'm trying to wonder like where I should put my energy here. Should I focus on like, damn, I should have brought him. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of hoping he would have maybe Uber here. Yeah. And like taking
0: the initiative. Sometimes like what I say is, you know, with anybody, they gotta want it. You know, the, the mentor will appear when you're ready for them. Right. Um, but also, I think it's important to set guidelines up with, you know, and have these conversations. Like, if I'm going to be giving energy to you, mm-hmm. I respect the same energy back. And, you know, when you ask somebody, like, hey, I'm really interested in this thing. How can I, how can I get involved? I say, hey, I'd love to help you. But these are, these are the stipulations that, that kind of run with the way that I live my life. Like, mm-hmm. if you tell me you're going to do something, this is the, 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 the outcome that I want from it, and this is how we handle it. You know what okay. I mean? So, like, same thing. Like, if you said, hey, you want to, I'll, I'll pick you up, right? But you have to keep accountable for what you tell me, you, what time mm-hmm. you're going to be there, all these things. Like, the account- accountability is important. Like, right. like that's important for, for you to say.
2: At what point would you would you start becoming I don't know there like if there's someone when you're talking about other people yeah um, someone that you like really love and they really love you back but they don't fully support what you're trying to do because of Mm -hmm. how they were raised Mm -hmm. of like their dad tried to start their own business, he became bankrupt, the mm-hmm. mom had to raise. Mm-hmm. So th- yeah. they don't fully support what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. and you're doing actions that show that it's, it works, mm-hmm. and then they still aren't on board because it's not enough. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out like the best way to put your energy towards it to, should I just start ignoring it and do more action, and just be like, you're eventually gonna see that this is going to start working mm-hmm. or s- just keep pounding it like this is what i'm doing like this mm-hmm. is how it's going to work and it's going to get better and it's going to
0: yeah i think it's 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 the converse it's the conversation that you have to have and it's a genuine conversation like you know my girlfriend's a teacher she's not like an entrepreneur but we have open conversations that like hey for me to be filled you know in this area this is one area of your life you know like hey this money thing this entrepreneur thing is just one piece of my life if it's your girlfriend like you know what this part of my life i love this part of us is, is great like we have this down but this part this energy for like i'm just always going to have that in me and she knows that And i'm like you know what that energy is not going to be filled by you and please babe right do not take that energy source from me because i want that energy to be filled by the people that understand my, my drive, understand where I'm going, and I need those people. If we want to succeed, I can't have these thoughts being put into my head. But everything else in this this area of our life, you know, our relationship, these these facets, great, everything's good. But please, when it comes to money, you know, entrepreneurship, real estate, whatever it may be, if that's not your facet that you're, you know, you're interested in, please do not take the energy from me. You know? And, and just have that conversation with them because it's it's truthfully the only thing that you can do.
2: What what happened to her parents after the bankruptcy? They split up because uh-huh. of the money. Yeah. So, so she's got a fear that was yeah. so a young age. For sure. So she wants the safety, the yeah. security, yeah. and with what I'm doing so it's that's like. A, that's a neuro- neurological behavior that transfers oh, right. when serotonin hits. Like it's it can, the condition can be reversed. Um, would you um, say through
1: action, like through through through, through, through action? That's social so proof Because to you you're like, do I just keep <laughs> going? Yeah, yeah. yeah Trump, like, dude, I we got married, and I told her my wife I was gonna quit my job. Yeah. And she was like, what the hell are you <laughs> doing? Yeah. And then sure enough, two years later, it's like I was speaking across the country. Yeah. So, but I knew the belief, but I had to show it to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you answered your own question by saying, do I just keep grinding and then show her? Yeah. Yes. I wanted to just say yes, but. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> so yeah, she, she, like realizes it too yeah. like she'll
2: say this is where my mind is because of how I was raised mm-hmm. yet I still am not That's a great conversation have. She's like yeah. I can't wrap my head around it just yet, but I know where it's coming from. So I'm mm-hmm. like all right, well, you're not trying to suck the energy mm-hmm. from me, you're trying to support it. And, mm-hmm. and what but you, you think are th- still giving me thoughts that are like I can't have that cuz I need to do this. But I
0: think you know, for her the the fear It's more so on the fact that she thinks she's going to lose you, like her parents split, right? right. So if you have a better conversation about that, be like, listen, babe, I don't care how much money we have, we're never going to fight about money. Because that's what the issue is, it's not with the money, per se, or the the safety aspect of it. I think it's more so the fact that she thinks that if it doesn't work out, you guys are going to fight about the money. And then the money is going to create the distance between you two because that's what created the distance between your parents you know so i think that's where you have the have the better conversation be like listen I, I don't the money is not the important thing you know the, the money is a byproduct of what we're going to create and what i'm going to create but i could live on a couch you know in a 200 square foot apartment with you babe and everything would be great right like and as long as you have that conversation with him and, and just be like listen the money is not the conversation that we want to have as, as, as couples like, that's what your parents fought about. I don't want to fight about those things. And just have that open conversation.
2: Yeah, she's in grad school.